Artcentric Podcast with Rafi and Klee. Hola, you amazing artist. It's Rafi and Klee. And today we are talking to you from our new home, the Sunflower House. Yes, indeed we are. It's been an epic journey. Yeah, I know it's been a while since uh, we've done a podcast. Actually, it's been several months. It's gone a little bit longer than we wanted it to. But uh, just to fill you guys in, we have moved from the southern parts of the U.S. to the northern snowy parts of the U.S. <laughs> yeah, we did. So we thought we would jump back into this podcast thing by updating you guys a little bit about what's going on, what's been going on, and where we're at now. If you follow us on YouTube, we have an adventure channel where we documented traveling up uh, about 3,000 miles to go up to the northern state of Pennsylvania from Florida, and we looked for a home, and we actually found a home. We purchased our first home together, and this is a nice large home where we have full-on studios, media studio, art studio, writing room, writing sewing room, room, sewing room. So like we basically bought a house so that we could have a bigger creative playground because our previous studio was a very small 700 square foot apartment mm-hmm. uh, that had really bad internet uh, service and all kinds of things that really stood in the way were challenges. Adventures aren't without challenges, right? Yeah. So a little backstory, and I'll keep it short, is that after our wondrous scouting adventure and getting the process started of purchasing this home, we had to go back to Florida to uh, pack up our old studio and our old apartment. And unfortunately, uh, we came home to a bit of a disaster that uh, kind of destroyed half the studio. Yeah, essentially there was a leak from the air conditioning system that leaked all over Clee's bench, uh, warping the bench, rusting out some of her tools. And because we had set up the studio in a way where there was a protective tarp that wrapped around it underneath the ground, all the water had gotten behind the wall and underneath the floors. So we had to tear apart the studio uh, way earlier than we had intended. So instead of coming home and jumping back into the media schedule, we were actually just doing damage mitigation and yeah. trying to pack for our large-scale move up to the north. Exactly, in which we had to rent a, at the end, we had to rent a 26-foot U-Haul for a 700-square-foot apartment. And I would say that about 95% of everything that we packed in that truck was our studio, was the art studio, all the video stuff, all the recording stuff, the music studio. And a chair. And and a chair. We had a chair and a bed. That was our furniture. Yep. So we got through that process. Um, It was a, a huge undertaking, but we did it. We got here. We moved into the Sunflower House. And then we basically got the process started of... Home repair. Yeah. Yeah. It is a house that was built in 1896. Uh, On paper, it's 1898, but we did find it on an old oil city map from 1896. So it is an old house. So there were definitely some things that needed some uh, love and care uh, that we're still in the process of navigating while trying to uh, get our studios up and running. Uh, So I'm happy to announce that now... The podcast has started back up, as as you could tell from listening to this podcast. We also want to talk about getting back into the groove of things because it's one of the challenges that we've been experiencing with all the big change. I mean, we have gone through some really, really big changes in just three months. Yeah. 
like essentially we overhauled our life. Uh, if any of you guys have been following us for a while, you know that we started our career uh, over a decade ago in Pensacola, Florida. That's basically where we built up our business. And so leaving that was going to be a challenge. Definitely. Because we had gotten to the point where we had been there so long, had done so much there that we... I want. I don't want to say that we were comfortable because you're never really comfortable with your income uh, as an artist. Like th- there's always some kind of challenge that comes up, and it's not predictable. But we were comfortable. Yeah, I would say so. Now we weren't necessarily comfortable as far as expanding and growing because the space that we lived in was rather small. So there were a lot of limitations there. Yeah including but not limited to the internet situation that we had going on. One of the other challenges that we ran into was the weather as well. Uh, We did a lot of shows. We spent the first four or five years doing a lot of outdoor shows. And uh, it gets hot. It's very hot and humid. Pretty much all the time. And I'm not a big fan of hot and humid. It turns out I'm not either. (laughs) So, but yeah, and then, uh, you know, we also, there were a lot of things, you know, we're originally from Chicago, so like we missed the seasons, we missed uh, snow, believe it or not, which right now I think we have like 12 or 14 inches of snow outside. We have all the snow a person could hope for, yeah. Yeah, so like we definitely have gotten some fall leaves and some snow so far for this year, and we're loving it. So I think the topic of getting back into the groove after a major life change or um, or just downtime or any kind of lull is a pretty... I wanted to talk about it because I think it's pretty relevant to, uh, you know, anybody going through something similar. Like, when you're going through a major life change event, right, or there's a lull for any reasons, it could be family, it could be health, it could be any number of things. I mean, I I think about some of the messages that we've gotten where people have moved their studio, maybe they moved their studio to their living room, um, maybe they have family that's going to be staying with them. For a lot of people, just the fact that uh, it's a new year yeah. brings a lot of changes with it. Getting through the holiday season and then you have some downtime and then you're like, what do I do now? And yeah. it can feel really bad if you let it yeah. uh, when you're in that lull period and especially when you're coming out of that lull period, uh, not really knowing what to do and feeling like, where do I even start to yeah. get back on track? Yeah. And a lot of people are challenged. I mean, the last few years have been kind of challenging. Yes. Uh, there's been a lot of changes that have gone on. And yes, we had our major change recently because we moved. But then you had 2020 and you have and you have what's going on right now. And, and some people are getting sick. And there's a lot of a lot of stuff that can throw a wrench into your plans into the schedule that you already have set up Mm -hmm. and i think that that's what we don't really account for you know like in my mind when i was thinking about moving i was like yeah we're gonna move it's gonna be and it's gonna gonna be seamless we're just gonna pick it right back up yeah uh, like nothing happened but what really ended up happening was that we ended up with a huge backlog of adventure channel footage that was just sitting compiling and uh, our entire schedule had to go out the window. Everything had to go out the window. I've got commissions that uh, I haven't even approached yet because we haven't built our studio. I've got 
the videos that need to go out, the book that was supposed to go out. You've got commissions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got an album that we wanted to release in February. So like everything, everything kind of had to take a back seat to just us navigating this process. Yeah. And if you let it, that can feel really bad and really overwhelming. We recently released a video on our main channel about clearing bottlenecks and that's that's one component of what we're talking about here, but it's also really an emotional challenge. I oh. think that's the biggest part of it, right? Yeah. yeah. So we're, we've started the process of getting back into the groove, as we're calling it, coming out of this period of major transition, um, creating a new schedule for ourselves and, and going forward from there. So we wanted to talk about how we're doing that and maybe some best practices for doing that. Especially during a lull period. I know that some artists, and I've also experienced this as well, you know, you get on track, you are moving forward, you've got your schedule going, and then something happens. Maybe you get sick, a wrench gets thrown in, you have something that you need to take care of, and then next thing you know, like, all of a sudden you're you're out of whack. Yeah. Like, like you, you've, you've lost perspective. And I think that in those moments, whether it is a big move, whether it is a small thing that just kind of throws you for a loop, whether you, because it's easy for us to fall into, oh my, I had everything laid out. I had every, I had caught up and here I am again in this place where you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling all this stuff because, um, you don't feel like you're on track. Right. And I, I love that you call it uh, getting into the groove because I feel like that's that's the thing. Like you've got you've got these uh, grooves, right? That you could get into, mm-hmm. and I always think like a groove in in metal or something, or like in a record, a vinyl record. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But I think of a groove in metal, you know, in jewelry making, mm-hmm. where like you have a groove that is a certain size, and there are times where you fit perfectly into one groove but then if you need to, if you are adding something or you are making a certain change and now the size of what you're doing changes you do have to change that groove and you have to get into a new groove yeah and i think uh one of the first things that might be helpful in anything like this is to realize that to to maintain perspective right uh because the habitual thing is to expect yourself or punish yourself for not still fitting into that groove after you've gone through a lull or a major life change or a minor life change, right? Right. Um, so with us doing this, it's like having to have that realization and that conversation of like, all this just happened. So we're not going back to the groove that we just came from. We got to make a new groove. Yeah. And it's also being easy on yourself because... yeah. You know, you you lose perspective of, of time. Like I think about it, we moved in uh, three months ago, mm-hmm. and in those three months, we have set up our gallery, done repairs, done major repairs. Mm-hmm. You know, and set up uh, our media studio, bedrooms, put in a track system, got electrical done. Like all kinds of things have gotten done in a very short amount of time. But I think because there's still stuff to do. It always feels like I haven't done enough. Right. And it's important to maintain a good perspective there where you appreciate the wins and you celebrate the wins and don't see the fact that there's something left to do as 
uh, failure because it's easy to do that. Yeah, and it can also be really stifling because like there's always stuff to do. Yeah. So if you get into the habit of being upset with yourself because everything's not done, it's like you're setting yourself up for harder times. Exactly, exactly. If you're if you're trying to approach like let's say that you have a bunch of commissions and it just feels like a never-ending thing. First off, there's always going to be stuff that needs to get done. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, the only time that I know in my entire life where I just like decide to relax was because I decided, okay, I'm not going to take care of this stuff today. I'm going to relax. But even on those days, there's always something to be done. Unfortunately, unless you follow some best practices, like even arriving at that decision is difficult because you've got a bunch of things in it. That's one of the things that we talked about in the video where it's like you want to clear these bottlenecks. The first thing you need to do is identify what they are, what they are. And so like we think about getting back into the groove, right? Because yeah, we cleared our, our bottlenecks, but how do we get organized? How do we get back into the groove um, into whatever new groove it is that we're doing, you know, mm-hmm. like the emperor's new groove. <laughs> yes. We got to get back into that groove. And how do, how do you go about it? How do you do that? Yeah. So that's the meat and potatoes of this podcast is yeah. how, how exactly do you do that? And so this is just our perspective, what we're currently doing, what we've done uh, and how we're approaching it. So the first thing, obviously is to get organized. Get organized. I think getting organized has a lot more to do with the whole scope of all of it, right? Mm-hmm. Not It's not just making lists and being like, okay, well, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. That part is important. But I think before you're able to approach getting organized, uh, whatever area it is that you want to get organized in, it you have to have it physically organized around you. So, for example, if you want to get organized with your art commissions and, you know, you got art commissions or there's things that you want to do. You want to put a series together because you want to approach this gallery in the future Mm -hmm. or you want to put yourself out there in this certain way and it revolves around the art. Obviously, the first thing you're going to need to do is organize your studio. If your studio is not organized it's going to be virtually impossible to get yourself organized. Well, it's infinitely more difficult to get back on track when you don't know where your stuff is or it's just not set up in a way that's conducive to working. Exactly, which is something that we're experiencing right now with the art studio. Mm -hmm. So we've gotten organized with the media studio and we have so many different segments of what we do creatively with the music, with the art, with the jewelry that... We've basically approached things as we can. Mm-hmm. The last the last segment of that being the studio because we had to have asbestos removal and right now we're waiting on plumbing to get done down there so that we could actually set up our studio. So like it would be impossible for me to approach uh, galleries or do something out there with commissions or anything like that. uh, with the state of with the state of things and so like the idea of me trying to get organized without having a physically organized space yeah just doesn't make sense right now that just gets put on a shelf yeah so part of it is prioritizing right what are we best equipped to do right now while we're most organized with the media end of things so we're getting back into that we're forming a new groove with that i should say yeah um, so it is organizing your physical space. It is coming up with a a basic plan for yourself. And then it is emotional organization, which is not stressing out about the things that aren't accomplished yet and really shifting your focus and your attention 
towards what you are going to do yeah. right now. Yeah, and that's 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 a good point because you got to start where you are. Yeah, which you is get... the next uh, oh, thing well, perfect. on our best practices <laughs> list. Start where you are. And the biggest thing that that means for me is like if you got behind and you have bottlenecks and you're feeling overwhelmed and not caught up, just start where you are with the first piece. What's the first piece for you? Right. What is the what is what is the next step? What yeah. is the the most logical next step? This is what I want to do. What do I need to do? I think um, one of the challenges there, and I know that this is a challenge for me, and I know it's a challenge for a lot of artists because we want to do everything right now. Mm-hmm. We want we want it to happen right now. We want to get this stuff. I need to get this done right now um, because this is going to lead to this, and this is going to lead to that, and this is going to lead to that. And one of the things that I had said in the video uh, about bottlenecks was to pace yourself. Yes. Just pace yourself. Because if you're overwhelming yourself right from the get-go, um, that's basically what you're setting yourself up for. Yeah. is just a bunch of overwhelm. So you just pick, like, with us, we're forming a brand new media schedule with a lot more moving parts to it. But we're just taking it one thing at a time. And the flip side of start where you are is... Don't try to retroactively make up for stuff you missed. So with me on social media, like I dropped off social media and there's this desire in part of my brain jar to try to somehow retroactively catch up with filling in those gaps. And really, I can't. Yeah. That's in the past. So all I can do is start from where I'm at and start moving forward. And that's pretty much all you could do no matter where you're at, you know, whether it is with the media studio, whether it is with uh, art commissions. And one of the things that's important is that, like, you got to remember, a lot of us want to work on these ideas because we think that they're going to go away. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have to remember, you write your ideas down, your ideas last forever. Like, they're not going to go anywhere. Uh, The most important thing is that you enjoy that process of working on whatever it is that you're working on. So if you're trying to catch up on old things, um, all you're doing is throwing a bunch of stuff at yourself. Mm -hmm. And you got to take care of it one thing at a time and kind of like in the bottleneck video where we talk about like you know with the human brain like we could focus on we could really think about like five things at a time right five things could rattle around in there but if you find yourself getting overwhelmed then that reduces your your brain power goes away like you can no longer focus on five things you could probably focus on one or two things well that's the whole tunnel vision that we hear about or that we've all experienced under stressful conditions and that's what's interesting to me because i found myself in that position that like i'm trying to get organized Mm -hmm. right and because there is so much maybe on uh sitting on my back plate that it's easy for me to write from the beginning, start already feeling overwhelmed and thinking about it from that perspective where it's like, well, if I allow myself to get overwhelmed, then I'm not going to be as efficient as I want to be in taking care of this situation. It's true. So it's, it's funny. It's before it was like, I'm going to get organized because I want to avoid overwhelm. And at this point it's like, I'm going to avoid overwhelm because I want to get organized. Mm Mm-hmm. 
It's an Ouroboros of greatness. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so third best practice, which we just kind of mentioned, is to eliminate what no longer serves you or your goals. So anything that's uh, outdated, as far as you've come up with a plan, you're going to start moving forward, starting from where you are. I call it cutting the fluff, yeah. right? What no longer fits into this new model of what you're doing. Yeah, and I think it's important to do that every year, no matter what. I mean, mm -hmm. it's the beginning of the year. There's going to be a lot of projects. I, I know that back when I was really struggling with things, and I know that some artists struggle with this, right? Like I would have a project that I started when I was in my 20s, mm -hmm. right? And basically what I didn't realize was that it became a reminder of how I don't finish my art projects. Because it was just sitting there staring at it you. It was just sitting there staring at me. And so like the big challenge to overcome was to finish this art project. Yeah. Well, what would happen was I'd be in a standstill, right? So like I try to put that into whatever new thing I was doing, whatever new schedule I had. Well, finish this thing, finish this thing, finish this thing. And then over the years, you get more and more and more and they just start adding up. And it wasn't until I decided that I was done. I'm not going to do anything with that stuff because I never did anything with that stuff. And you're in a different place and now. I, you're yeah, yeah. You're in a different place emotionally. Like I was definitely in a different – I was ready to put my stuff out there um, and none of that stuff kind of was finished. It was from a time where I was too timid and too shy and too afraid to put my stuff out there and just didn't really understand that like what it was that I wanted to create. I was still finding my voice. And so it was eliminating that stuff and realizing – um, that a lot of people love holding on to their past, right? Mm -hmm. The past is a story that yeah. you're going to hold on to that story all the time. You don't need to hold on to physical. This is a painting that I did when, you know, this is a painting that I haven't finished yet. I started it when I was 19, this and that. And it's like, at that point, unless it's a living painting where it's going to keep, you know, evolving and changing, like at that point, it's either time to give it away throw it away or stick it in a closet somewhere or just put it up on a wall and call it good enough. Yeah. Um, and this extends into lifestyle choices too, right? Not just creative projects, right? So you're in a new headspace, you're going in a new direction or you're picking back up the momentum. And sometimes it's lifestyle things. Like I'm letting go of some ideas that I had last year and the year before. I'm letting go of some routines that I had last year and the year before that no longer suit this new environment and this new right. uh, schedule that I've made for myself. So it's, it's holistic. It's all the things. It is all the things. And the thing is that a lot of people are used to, uh, you know, like the new year comes and what they do is they add things, right? All these things that I haven't been able to accomplish. Now I'm going to add these rules. I'm going to add these new things that I'm going to do. And a lot of times they don't think about the fact that you got to eliminate stuff. Yeah. It's like purging a closet, right? Yep. If you're going to get a new wardrobe, uh, for your new self, then probably some things in the closet need to go to make way for the new. Exactly. Like for the longest time, I always would end up with a huge collection of clothes, right? Not so much anymore, but I'd end up with a huge collection of clothes. I would have my, my fat clothes, you know, the clothes that I would wear <laughs> when I gain a little bit of weight. I'm familiar. I'd wear my, you know, I'd have my thin clothes and I'd have, I'd have all these different, uh, sizes for like different periods you know of like fluctuation of weight and at one point i was like why am i holding on to this like i don't even wear and it'd be like stuff that like somebody gave me that i don't wear and things like that and and realizing that 
as funny as it, this may sound, that the closet in of itself was kind of a reflection of the way that my thoughts worked. Right. Yeah. So it was yeah. like I was holding on to a bunch of stuff that either A, I didn't want, B, didn't fit me anymore, mm-hmm. or C, um, it, is ruined. It's a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and that's the same thing. Like I had thoughts that didn't fit me anymore. I had thoughts that were ruined, you know. Thoughts that, that have major holes in them. Yeah, that have major holes in them. And so like when in purging my closet and realizing that when I look at my environment, my environment is a reflection of what's going on in my own head. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as it, there might not seem to be a connection, like that's what I found. If If I have a hard time getting organized physically outside of myself, then I have a hard time getting organized within, which is why it's important that if you're going to do stuff in your art studio, organize your art studio before you try to get organized in your mind. And in that case, that's why eliminating things is so important. Yeah. You got to get rid of the stuff. You got to cut the fat, cut the fluff, like you like to say. Yeah. You got to you got to cut it out. You got to cut the fat clothes, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that you can move in your new direction. Yeah. Or maybe you cut the other clothes and you keep the fat clothes. I mean, but whatever the situation is, it doesn't matter. It's it's up to you to decide what it is that you want to do. And you have to choose. Yeah. You have to make a choice. You have to make a choice of what to get rid of, what to keep, which direction to go, and set those boundaries. I love the idea of doing it once a year. I love the idea of doing it quarterly. A lot of times you and I will reevaluate things quarterly. Mm-hmm. That's... And, and yearly. And, and, and then th- this is a major life change that we've gone through. So yeah. obviously there's going to be that amplified. Oh. oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like I'm already looking forward to quarterly like, okay, what – what just happened this year because like we basically pushed through so many comfort zones so many fears so many whatever just to get into the house that we're in Mm -hmm. and now we're in a completely different part of the country uh we have a completely different audience you know as far as our local shows and stuff like that we Mm -hmm. have different opportunities Uh, obviously i love looking at opportunities a lot of people when we were choosing to move here were like well that's a small town you're not really going to do well like people were actually like trying to discourage me from moving and i was like dude you're not living my life you don't know what it was like because they assumed that because we created a career they assumed that where we were was a good place for that not realizing that where we were we created all the opportunities we created all the opportunities for ourselves and we'll do the same thing in any location that we're in exactly yeah. um so the last component of this uh, is <laughs> a, something that i feel a constant reminder is useful which is to keep it fun because yeah. man This can feel really heavy and really serious when you're trying to figure out what you're going to do or come out of a lull or make big changes or get back on track or form a new groove. It can feel really serious. It really can. You end up thinking that anything that we do, especially if you're at a point in your art career where you're making money with it. Mm -hmm. I think that when money gets involved, we tend to approach it from a very serious standpoint. I don't know why. Maybe because as kids, we watched our adult, you know, our parents and whenever money was involved, you know, they'd get real serious about it. They take on business voice. Yeah, they take on business voice and business face. And like all of a sudden they're like, oh, you can't, we can't afford, what do you think I am, Rockefeller? You know, like, yeah, like that kind of stuff. And so like, I think that when it comes to that, anything that you are doing for your business, anything that you are doing to 
move forward, we want to turn it into this serious thing. Right. I've seen a lot of really awesome, fun people do that where like, you know, they pull out all these spreadsheets and they pull out all this stuff and then all of a sudden they become, you know, they've got organizational uh, business voice and I'm like, okay, where did the fun go? Because like no matter what aspect of your business it is, no matter what aspect of your art it is, it should be fun. And if you're not having fun, what's the point? Yeah. And we needed that reminder because we're clearing the bottlenecks and the backlogs of video footage and try, we, we're, we have a very ambitious uh, schedule for ourselves that we're excited about, but only if we keep it lighthearted. Right. Uh, because, right. you know, and bring the fun in where the fun belongs because we're talking about editing a terabyte worth of Adventure Channel footage, right? Yep. Which is all fun. It's like we're, we've gone through this thing where we, we are making stuff happen. We don't know what we're doing. We're bumbling our way through it. And uh, the seriousness just doesn't belong there. No, it doesn't. And I think about all the aspects of that, right? Like, so we've got uh, the terabyte of footage from uh, the Adventure Channel that we need to edit. We've got an entire art studio that we're putting together, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, we've got the art studio. Now, I could approach that from a place of, like, well, we need, we need to get our business up and running. We need to get the art studio up and running. And this needs to be here. And I've got commissions. And I've got that. When in actuality, uh, we're building a place where we could paint and have fun and play music and make jewelry mm -hmm. and experiment and play. I think about the same thing with remodeling our bedroom, right? Our bedroom basically is a bunch of nooks that we fell in love with because it reminded us of Harry Potter and we want to make it all magical, yeah. right? But it's easy to turn all those tasks into oh, this is just one more thing I have to do. Oh, this is just one more thing I have yeah, to do. Well, with that example, like you could look at it as plaster that needs repairing and plumbing that needs done and holes that need patched up. Or you can look at it as I'm creating a magical space for myself. Exactly. Either way, you're kind of doing the same thing, but it's coming from a completely different vantage point. Right. It's a different perspective. When you look at and the truth is that anything that you feel is really based on your perspective. And you can look at anything in any situation and decide like, okay, this is how I'm going to look at this because this feels much better than if I look at it like this. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where it's, that's where you remember to keep it fun for us. A lot of it is like having to remind myself, uh, that, you know, I'm not sitting in a cubicle somewhere. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not working for someone else. I'm working for myself for anybody that is working for someone else, but they have their art, career going um it, it's reminding themselves that like yeah okay so like i work for someone else but that's my side hustle because my actual job is my, my art my art and it's just a shift in perspective mm -hmm. that that can really really go a long way and change things but you have a point you do we do have to remind ourselves of that like, constantly, constantly constantly yeah especially when you're juggling a lot yes yeah Exactly. So to bring it back, in our opinion, and the things that we've been doing as far as best practices is get organized around you, inside you, outside of you. Uh, start where you are. Don't worry about future goals or past catching up. Nope. Just take one step. One step at a time. Eliminate what no longer serves you or your goals. Get rid of that stuff. Get rid of the fluff. Cut the fluff. Cut the fluff. Purge the clothes. Yes, purge the clothes. Get rid of the clothes that no longer fits you. And remember to keep it fun. 
Because ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what you want to do. You want to be having as much fun as you can. Listen, life is going to throw curveballs at us. Uh, things are going to get difficult. There's going to be issues. We've just moving in here. We love this house. And there are a lot of very big expensive repairs that have happened that could have been totally demoralizing and changed our perspective of it. Yeah. But we didn't because we allowed ourselves to keep it fun. And we don't mean putting a happy face sticker on a situation no. that sucks. We mean really getting in there and looking at what perspective you have. Yeah. And yeah. understanding that like, yes, things are going to be difficult, expensive, time consuming, physically draining, emotionally draining, but ultimately you're working towards something, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're and working. And that's where you keep your focus. And that's where the happy face sticker doesn't work because if you are just pushing it down and not letting anybody see it, it's going to explode at some point. But if you are facing that insecurity, that doubt, that fear, that obstacle, whatever it is, then the only way forward is to overcome it. And so like you are either overcoming something or you are just pushing it down inside of your virtual volcano that will just explode eventually. Don't do that. Yeah. You know, give yourself license to be like, this sucks. Yeah, this this totally sucks. But I'm going to keep uh, a positive perspective on it. Yeah. I think about the people that put the happy face sticker when, when changes are going on and when things are difficult. And I, I always picture like somebody like sitting there with like a crazy looking smile and their, eye, their, their eyes twitchy. Their eyes twitchy because like the stuff that's going on underneath the surface is just ready to explode and like i think about that and i'm like i don't want to be that i no. would much rather if i'm going to say something or i'm going to feel something i would rather feel the feels and move through them than try and and bury them deep inside and honestly with the changes and everything that went on just in a very short amount of time for us it would have been easy to go that route but it would have it would have had an impact on our careers, it would have had an impact on our health, it would have had an impact on our relationship, it would have had an impact on everything. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, it's like, you know, not shying away from the challenges, but overcoming the challenges is the trick to actually remembering to keeping it fun. Yeah, yeah. Because if not, you're just throwing a sticker on it and you're pretending to keep it fun, but it's facing those challenges that really allow you to keep it fun. And that's it, you guys. I'm curious to know what your best practices are for coming back strong uh, out of a lull period or big change in your life. Just leave that in whatever comment section there is around here. And just to let you guys know, we are back. We are back. There's still a lot of changes that are happening with our media schedules and different things like that, but that's what we are currently uh, getting organized with. But as far as it stands right now, our podcast is back and we will be here weekly with you on Tuesdays. Talking about the art things and the life things and all the things. Exactly. So glad to be back. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. And thank you so much for listening, you guys. You guys are absolutely freaking amazing. I totally adore you. And if you like this and you'd like to listen to more like this, just click the subscribe button on whatever channel you're on. And that's it. You want to say goodbye, Clee? Good day. Adios.